Hey everyone, it's Charlie. Uh, to be honest, I don't have this podcast engineering shit down just yet, so I'm starting this one out a little bit differently than the others so far. We were lucky to have Casey Legis join us this week, and uh, we use different equipment than usual, so this one's going to sound a little bit different, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Without further ado, here's the conversation that Jeff, Casey, and I had earlier this week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the tg buckpool podcast my name is charlie Bronner. i'm jeff bohoviak and i'm casey legis that's right we got casey here this week finally we've been talking about it for what like a month yeah it's been a long time haven't been able to connect so and then we're gonna lose jeff next week early uh yeah i'll be going in my uh big minnesota hunt with some buddies pretty excited so take a week off of work what are you going to minnesota for a whitetail public land hunt yeah nice what part of minnesota are you going southeast corner houston county okay yeah, we're gonna taking we're taking skiffs, kayaks. We're gonna try the Mississippi, those those islands and stuff. We're gonna try all that. We're gonna go on an adventure here, so it'll be exciting. Wow, awesome. so, have you done it already? I went out there once before, never did the river stuff. But we're gonna I'm gonna go back to some of those other grounds that we were on, and we've seen probably more people than we've seen deer, so we'll see how it goes this time. Well, that's what I was gonna ask. The, the joy of public land hunting out there. <laughs> so I'm excited. Maybe we can uh, get you a call in at least. Yeah, definitely. At least check in and see how things are going. Yeah, see how it's going. That would speaking, be cool. Speaking of how things are going, hunting-wise, how's it going? I've been out maybe five or six times. I got out Friday night and Sunday night. There was deer moving, but not, no sign of rut activity at all. Nothing to shoot at. I saw a couple does. Being in that spot where I saw that giant earlier in the year, I've been not shooting anything until that thing comes out. I don't want to stink anything up, so... That was my hunt. And you still have nothing on camera as far they as... never got on camera. I got other bucks on camera, but nothing but not like him. that. Not that one or the other one that was coming. So no giants on camera yet. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know where the hell he is. A neighbor saw him the other day. So he's still around. He's still out there. Yeah. So he's Keep still there. Not moving very far right now. No. Casey, how about you? I have not been out at all, actually. Um, I went hunting a couple times at the beginning of the season with my son. Um, and got him his first deer. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was super exciting. He's nine years old. Um, but as far as me, I have not been archery hunting. I don't really have anything on camera yet, so I'm not really too excited to get out. But this cool weather and um, kind of has me excited to get out and go try something. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm guessing the end of the October here is going to start warming up, and um, I'm getting ready for my trip. I'm going to Kansas this year, so awesome um yeah when's that i'm actually so last year i went to kansas um october like 24th through november 3rd and i thought i was a little too early and everybody that i know that hunts down there that um i go with or talk to um they said it was too early the prime time to go down there is like november 3rd through the 15th is really? the hot time yeah and the reason for that is um just like around here like the rut's not even close going around here the first couple things that you're going to see more than likely is the one and two year olds bumping does in the field and all of a sudden you got every tom dick and harry on rut mm-hmm. report being like oh my god the rut's in full swing blah blah, blah. <laughs> no it's not it's just that the the young bucks hormones get pumping early and they're going to start bumping they don't know what the hell to do with their pecker and that's basically what it is now that you bring that up there I, the only activity i have on camera was two smaller bucks fighting on camera Yep. That's the only thing. They're like, they're starting to spar a little bit around yep. here. I would say like in the next week, two weeks, your scrapes are going to get a lot more activity. Um, and uh, 
so down like in like what I was saying down in Kansas, the mature bucks, the bigger bucks are going to be getting on their feet closer to that second week in November, maybe the end of the first week in November. Um, but yeah, I'm su- I'm super pumped. I'm hopefully going to win the first car. time out there. I went there last year. It's funny you bring up the Kansas thing because you were kind of confused about what deer can get registered in this pool. And just another reminder for everybody, you can get a total of two deer from each state, one bull, one gun, and the biggest one will register in this pool. So if you got guys that travel, you can go to Alaska and get a white-tailed deer. It's got to be a white-tailed deer, first of all. Yeah, but that's you, the only species. That, it's the only species that yeah. this is, obviously. So, yeah, if you guys are traveling out there, you can get one. Some of the guys are going out to Montana tomorrow. John Bursch, Johnson, yeah. Johnson Johnson, that crew. That's they awesome. could get a giant out there. I know Jim Vitor went to North Nebraska last year. He got a decent one, but it wasn't worth scoring, he said. But, yeah, it'd be cool to get some big ones from the other states in this pool. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. It'd be cool to see a lot of guys get some bigger bucks from out of state. I mean, obviously, Wisconsin's won it because there's usually somebody that chooses a giant right. in Wisconsin, right? right? Yep. Um, but, yeah. Oh, Kansas is that's a bad state I've always wanted to cross off the list. Yeah, next year's going to be Iowa for me. I got five preference points. points. I got five preference points, and awesome. um, it's going to be all private land too. So I'm 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 shooting for a mega. So that sounds like the holy grail, right? Yeah, there. I'm shooting for a mega. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. went out to our. Uh, I took my son out to our family's hunting land, which is four and a half hours from here. But we went out there on Saturday morning and found out that the two trail cameras that hadn't been communicating, thankfully, it was just batteries. Swapped out, put new batteries, and oh really? Turned right on, reconnected, hung up two more cameras. And for 24 hours, we sat there and waited, like, come on, where, like, I know we walked around, brought our dogs with, like, yeah. scent all over the place, I get it, like, but usually you get one dumb deer to walk by, and for, like, 24 hours, we got nothing, and I'm thinking, I messed something up, something's not working, yeah. and then just the floodgates opened, and Monday morning, yesterday afternoon, we got at least two monsters on camera moving around really? during the day, to a point where we're like, let's just grab some crossbows and get the fuck no, out there, because... Are you serious? Yeah. Man, yeah, that's exciting. the day. So, kind of surprised, really. A lot more daytime activity than nighttime right now, which just seems completely backward to me. So, but. how much, I heard you talk about your property up there already um, on previous podcasts, but how much land do you guys have up there? 280. <clears throat> and how many cameras do you have on that 280 acres? Right now, six. Six. So you're yeah. Barely touching the yeah. crisp of it. Right. right? We're awesome. really kind of, so, I, mean, I don't want to sound too bad, but like me and my my cousin-in-law is the one who hunts closest to me and he and I travel out there quite a bit together. And, um, we kind of hoarded, like we have our area surrounded well. And then uh, a couple of my uncles have cameras up on like the North end of the land where they hunt. And there's, we have one sort of in between and that's real. Yeah. We're, we're like I said, we're kind of selfish with our cameras. We have three cameras very close to our stand. So we, I was like, I wonder what's happening over there. Let's hang up a camera. Yeah. I yeah. wonder what's happening over there. Let's hang up a camera. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and they don't catch everything on top of that. So right. that's, that's the exciting mm-hmm. part, you know. But yeah, like like we've said, it's my own fault. I could be a bow hunter. I haven't put in the time to learn it. I haven't, you know, I, I just haven't done it yet. But I see what happens this time of year. This happens every year. We see some awesome bucks, and by November, you, they're they're ghosting, like they're gone. They're chasing so, does, and they're gone somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. Some t- once in a great while we see a nice one during gun season, but we get all excited about the pictures that we get in October, and we go, "Oh man, we should get some crossbows and go," and then we don't go. Right. That's what happens when you. Well, go. at least you know you're there. That they're, that they're there. Right. It it keeps it it certainly keeps uh, your heart racing, keeps uh, keeps your head in the game when we actually get to go out there. That there's a possibility that they could still be out there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's exciting. So in the pool last week. Yeah, I had no no updates from any anybody in the pool. Um, kind of dried up a little bit. I think the weather had probably something to do with it. What did we have? Forty mile an hour gusts. I mean, I'm yeah. sure not, I didn't get out there during the during the wind like that. But yeah, that's got to be a reason. But we are doing better than we were last year at this time. Last year, I think we only had one. You registered so far. You beat me to it. I looked yeah. it up today because I was thinking we have four so far this season. I looked up exactly a year ago. We only had one. Yeah, so, so we're up to a good yeah. start already, then. Yeah. And a lot of like youth hunt. I mean, we've gotten a lot of other pictures of well, like the case of your son got one. I mean, people are sending in pictures of their kids, so people are out there having success right now. Yeah. Um, as far as the week ahead, I wanted to ask you guys. It's going to be 65 degrees. It looks like on yeah. Saturday, Sunday. What I does that do? Been watching the weather forecast for Rochester, Minnesota, which is the nearest weather station over there, and it does not look good for us out there. Pretty warm. It's going to be warm. 70s it's... on Sunday. Oof. Rain all the way till Wednesday, some snow. Then it's going to be a cold front coming in on Wednesday, which is we're excited about. But up to that point, it's going to suck. But it is what it is. And, like, you know, Casey just brought up the whole when is rut. I think we're going out there too early, but we all did. This is the week that we could all go do, get together and do it. But, but cross with that, fingers. With hopefully. that cold front, you, you might get some deer moving. Right. That might be your best bet is, you know, yeah. look for sign. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to be scouting. I've been Most listening to enough podcasts, reading enough. Like, is it that simple that it really has to do it? Like the warm weather, they're going to lay low and then the cool weather is going to get them up? Um, so my my philosophy is that a, a deer is going to get up no matter what, right? Every day, it doesn't it doesn't lay down all day. Right. It gets up. It's the ter- determination of how far is that deer going to travel. Um, and the warm weather, absolutely, I don't think they're going to be traveling very far. Um, or, you know, expanding their range, even though it's getting closer to that time of year where they do expand their range, um, closer to the end of October, you know, third, fourth week of October. For some reason last year, the third week of October, it was like a light switch. I had a bunch of cameras down in uh, Kansas, me and another guy, and then we had a bunch of cameras here, and we had a lot of a lot of mature bucks on their feet the third week of October. And I, I don't know what, what was going on, um, yeah. But then all of a sudden it shut off for like the last week of October and then it kind of started back up again. But yeah. October um, low in between, you know. Yeah, I mean that's what they say. But what the biggest thing is, um, I, I wouldn't say it's as easy as just finding sign and sitting over it. You, I mean, you kind of have to know what to look for, where to go look, where you think the bedding areas would be. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of research and a lot of time. I mean, or you could get lucky and just go plop your ass somewhere and right. and shoot something. When do you do that research? I do it all year. I'm doing it right now. I do it in spring. I do it, um, well, being with, you know, you having kids. I mean, I, I don't have time to go out in the woods all the time. So I do a lot of map research. Um, and then when I do get time, I put boots on the ground and try to look for those rub lines and plateaus on ridges and um, bedding areas, you know, bedding areas is a huge thing. And de- determine between a buck bed compared to a doe bed and uh, vice versa. Yeah, but I'm a big onyx guy. Is that what you're using? I, I, Hunt stand? I mean, to be honest with you, I'm one of those guys that get everything. I have every app you can buy just yeah. to try it out. I, yeah. I tried it out once. Um, and then with the other podcast that I was affiliated with, you know, there was a couple companies that reached out. But, yeah, I got HuntWise. I got HuntStand. I got Onyx. I got DeerCast. I got the Moon Guide. I got mm-hmm. you name it. I got it just to try it out. Um, I obviously don't have subscriptions to all of them right now. But Onyx is probably my number one go-to. 
um, for sure, especially with the new um, features that some of the new features that they have. I think yeah. that's a, and it's the most accurate as far as like um, property lines and yep. stuff like that. I think they're really, I've really good. I've noticed that too. It's come in handy for us. We, we A lot of family all over the state that comes to this that we can like plot stuff out on that map and share it with each other and people can see it without having to get out there and get on the ground. And yeah, we know awesome. where the, where the uh, stands are, where the trail cams are, where the trails are. Just, yeah, because some people literally get out there once a year for two days and mm -hmm. that's it because that's all they can do. And... So it's nice to have that. It's nice to have that software to bring people together. And it's together cool to, they just can. to keep inventory as far as like if you're on public land and you're like if you mark where you find a bedding area or you mark where all of a sudden you oh there's a rub I'm gonna mark it right here and then here's another rub and then all of a sudden you go home and you're looking at your map and you're like well holy shit I see a pattern here there's like a trend, you yeah. know um, so I think it's really handy in that aspect as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanna. I want to take a minute here to tell you guys, we mentioned it right before we hit record, but um, I got to tell a little story about a, a hawk hunting opportunity that I have coming up. And I want to give a little background on this because this is almost too weird to believe. I had to show Jeff some text to prove it. Um, I'm thinking about five or six years ago, if I had to guess, we, we always, I, at least I do, I always look at the regulations every year before I go hunting, if it's small game, if it's waterfowl, if it's deer, just because I want to... Make sure I'm not breaking the law. Maybe a law change. I want to at least skim it over quick. Make sure I've been hunting long enough to know most of the laws, but maybe something changed. So every time I look through it, you guys have probably noticed it too. There are separate laws for falconry, for everything. And it turned into this conversation. Basically, the question was, who the hell is out here with like birds of prey taking down deer? <laughs> and so we kind of it turned into this running joke with us that like, fuck these guns, let's train a falcon to take down these deer. <laughs> this would be amazing. Yeah. So we we started joking. I mean, this is, again, my cousin-in-law, Brett, and I started joking about, like, let's let's each get a falcon. We named them. Our fictional falcons are named Mitch and Gary. And we text each other all the time. If hunting is slow, hey, get Mitch and Gary out here, and let's, let's get them to scare <laughs> up some deer. So eventually, like, how do you train a falcon? How do you do this? We Google Wisconsin falconry. We get the Wisconsin Falconry Association website, and we just start looking, and the first name we see, Frank Ujadowski. That's the name we see. So that's all. That's all the further we took it. But for several years now, we have been, again, if things get slow, especially, oh, God, if we're out, uh, like, duck or goose hunting, you'll see a flock of geese go by a mile away. Well, let's get Ujadowski's ass out here with his falcons and he can just, <laughs> yeah. just rip some out of the sky for us and pluck some of these birds out. We're throwing this guy's name out like we know him. We don't know him. We call him by last name. He's always Ujadowski. Anyway, a couple of years ago, my buddy Tyson texts and says, just out of the blue, we're having this conversation. And he says, I think that guy works at Tweet Garrett. I'm like, come on. And he sends me a LinkedIn profile of this Frank Ujadowski at Tweet Garrett. And they're like, why don't you reach out to this guy? I'm like, oh my he's going to think we're idiots. Oh, Hell no, I'm not reaching out to this dude. He's going to think we're so fucking weird. So so I don't bother, whatever. Anyway, um, come this this October, it's it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff here at Tweet Garrett for Breast Cancer Awareness. And we have these basket raffles. One of them is win a, win a hunt with Frank Ujadowski and his Birds of Prey. <laughs> well, I buy a bunch of tickets and stuff them in there, and I won the damn thing. <laughs> so now I get to tell, of course, immediately have at least half dozen people like, you got to bring me with, yeah. you got to bring me with. 
But immediately I'm texting my buddy. He's like, you will not believe this shit. I get to go out. <laughs> I get to go out hunting with Frank Ujadowski and his birds of prey. That it was so meant to be. It was. I can't believe some kind of fate brought us together. And I fear telling this story on the podcast just probably scared Frank further. Like yeah. he's going to run away from me as fast as he can. I promise you we're totally sane. We're not completely weird, but yes, finally we, I get to put a, a face to a name and meet the legend. At least he's a legend in our camp. We've, <laughs> we've never met him. We really don't know him at all, but I can't believe this random name that we picked off of a website years ago is now that somebody is who I'm absolutely insane. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Actually, Frank was a pipe fitter for Tweet Garrett for a couple of years, and I don't know actually how long he was in the field, but now he's an account manager for us on yeah. the second floor here. So I went down and talked to him. He's the nicest guy. He's pretty pretty excited about taking a bunch of people out there. He said we can take wherever you want. Well, it's pretty badass actually. When you think about that. Um, he goes hunting for rabbits, it's, pheasants. It's squirrels. the most badass thing I've ever heard. That's yeah. why I'm like, that's why we talk about it all the say, time. I think he's got a goshawk, is what he has, and an owl is the birds that he has. So, oh my it's pretty goodness. cool. Just I, to see that would be mm-hmm. epic. Yeah, I hope. Well, I mean, you guys are obviously invited to join whenever we get a date set up. Awesome. But, uh, I, the last thing, the last detail that I kind of forgot here that ties this into deer hunting, at least sort of, is. We have this trophy that we, it's a traveling trophy that we bring to deer camp every year for the last four or five years now. It's, we give it to whoever shoots the first, we say eight point buck or, or better. So the first big buck, even if one time, you know, the eight point buck is like a little basket, yeah. they still get it. And the trophy itself is actually like two hawks on a pedestal, and they have name oh. tags that say Mitch and Gary. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we have so funny. the Mitch and Gary like Falcon trophy that we give out. So yeah, maybe we can get. I'll bring it with and get Frank to sign it or something. Yeah. So we I was going to say you have to take a lot of pictures, get a lot of autographs. Yeah, this is, yeah, be this epic. is so. Uh, if, if Brett, my cousin-in-law, is out there listening to this, Brett, absolutely, like, we need to find a Saturday when Brett can come along and get a few of the guys here at TG to go. I think this is going to be the most badass thing we've ever seen yeah. in our lives. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, he's pretty excited. It's pretty cool that he's doing that and he donated that. Yeah. That's yeah. so much time they put into that to train those things. I can't. Well, we were talking about it on that website. You look at it and all the detail that goes into like, like everything they have to do, I'm like, who? You need to be an apprentice for like seven years before you can even have one. It's just crazy. That's insane. All the stuff you have to do. The hours of training that would be. I can't even train my bad. damn dog, much less right. a bird. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I can't wait to see this. Uh, we'll we'll keep everybody listening posted on how on how that goes. But I wanted to throw that out there and That's probably cool scare the absolute hell out of Frank. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> um, Last, I just, we got Casey here finally. I wanted to run down some stuff with Casey and just like ask about your background. You're like, what, uh, what kind of hunting you've done? You do bow and firearms? I do. Yep. Uh, I do both. Um, I started off when I, as a young kid um, doing both as well. My grandfather was a staff shooter for Hoyt for 15 years. Wow. Um, so I got a lot of his hand-me-down bows uh, when I was a kid in high school and, um, middle school and he actually started me off with a recurve um so i started with a recurve he wanted to teach me you know your um instinctive shooting and then um then i graduated and moved up and kept shooting kept shooting i kind of fizzled out of bow hunting a little bit in high school because i was really big into sports uh specifically football so it kind of tied into the whole fall hunting and i was more interested in football and girls and hunting 
at the time. I wish I was more I'm, in tune with I it. Think, but. I think we've all been there. Right. <laughs> right? Um, and then after that, yeah, I, I kind of dove right back into archery hunting. Gun hunting, um, it's kind of more just like a family tradition for me. Um, I do it opening weekend. I go up to my cabin with my family, and I've been doing that ever since I was a little kid. And, um, can you share where the cabin is? or is this... Yeah, absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's not a secret. It's, um, you can come up there and hunt too, but you're not going to see shit. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, up in Pembine. So it's, okay. uh, it's between Pembine and Niagara. Um, it's on a road called East Catiline Road. It's a dead-end road. It's a big circle back in the woods. Uh, we have about 13 acres uh, where our cabin is. Uh, we used to have 40 acres closer to Niagara that we had just for hunting land, and then my grandfather ended up selling it. Um, so we just mainly hunt public land up there. Um, I, I don't stick a lot of time lately just because the kids and everything of scouting, and I wish I had more time because there are decent bucks up there. My yeah, grandpa... I, I keep hearing Pembine's making a comeback as far as there's some really big bucks. And I don't know if here. it's... I don't. There's not food, There's not anywhere you can put food plots. There's not a lot of farm egg fields, you know, so I don't know if it's people putting out mineral blocks or what it is, yeah. but... Um, my grandfather, I got him hooked on mock scrapes. Um, that's something I started quite a few years ago. Um, and it seems like every year we have four or five, like I, last year I put two cameras up the week before gun hunting and I, it was totally random off the map, not too far, like walking distance from my cabin, right? There's a railroad grade. I went in, it's a huge swamp. Nobody can get there unless you're freaking walking, right? Yeah. So I go to the railroad, the railroad tracks, cut through my, our neighbor's property. I walk a mile down to the left. I, f I see this knoll out in the swamp, right? Crawl back there. Oh, yeah, look at these rubs. I have pictures of rubs that are four or five feet tall, you know, and I'm putting my bow next to them. Like, these are awesome rubs. I put a mock scrape up. I'm like, cell camera. I use tacticams. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be great. I get back on the railroad grade. I walk a mile back, and then I walk a mile the other way. There's a big oak ridge. I want to go check it out. Nobody, these spots, nobody touch, right? As I'm putting up, I found another spot with giant rubs, just randomly that I picked off the map, and I found them. Put up, put up another camera. As I was putting that camera up, I got notifications in my other camera. There was a freaking buck on it already. 120-inch eight-pointer, which is a giant yeah, up there. It is. During daylight, 12 o'clock, wow. I had my bowl with me. And I'm like, I texted, I called my grandpa up right away. I'm like, should I run two miles down the railroad tracks and see if I could sneak up on this thing? I'd be sweating my balls <laughs> off by the time I get there. But it was just cool. So there are yeah. bucks, long story short, there are big bucks up there. I just don't have the time to do that anymore. Um, just with kids and everything. But um, So that's kind of a family tradition. It's me, my grandfather, uncles. Sometimes my sister heads up there. My mom, you know, sometimes heads up there to cook for us and stuff. But um, it's just a small cabin. A lot of my grandpa's been up there for... He had the first cabin back there. Um, it should be 45, 50 years ago now that he bought it. And it, the whole cabin's filled with spikes, four corns, six pointers, small eight pointers. You know, we have right. a couple nice bucks on the wall, but not too many. Um, but as far as my background in the industry, um, kind of a couple of years out of high school, um, I started getting into kind of tournament shooting uh, with archery and stuff. Uh, so then I kind of dabbled in reaching out to companies and seeing if they would give me discounts, if I, you know, was an ambassador for them, that type stuff. And then it kind of just grew. Uh, one of the first companies that I was with was actually Hawk Hunting. Um, they make hawk tree stands. Not that you meant like not that kind of hawk. So birds of prey hawks. Right, and it was kind of weird how it worked out. Um, so before they even hit the market, I seen videos and stuff of them posting of like products coming out and you know 
every Tom, Dick, and Harry, you can call any company up and they'll give you discounts nowadays. It's really easy to do that. But back then, it was kind of it's kind of hard. We could leverage um, this podcast in a second. Yeah. Absolutely. I guarantee we could. I, can, I have a couple of companies I could call up right now and it'd probably yeah. work. Um, but next week, yeah, the TG Buckpool broadcast brought, brought to you by Hawk Hunting. Yeah, well, I'm not with Hawk anymore, so <laughs> my bad. But no, 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 <laughs> I'll edit that one out. No, no, you don't have to edit that out. <laughs> um, but I started with that company, so I reached out before they even hit the market, and I'm like, I want to push your products. Like, I want to help you with this. This is going to be awesome. Wow. Your products are way above anything else that's out there. Your bow hangers, your stands, everything. And the owner was like, absolutely, that'd be great, you know. So my first order, I think I spent, my wife probably doesn't know this, but I spent, she's not going to hear it anyways. $20. Yeah, $20 times like 50. Trying to help you here. (laughs) No, um, it was a lot. Um, I I spent a lot of money. Obviously, it was at a discount, but I bought a bunch of stuff. I love their products. I was with them for a couple of years. I went to the ATA show with them. Uh, If anybody knows what the ATA show, it's the largest archery trade show. Huh? Indianapolis? Is that uh, that's that? one of the spots. It's different every year. Is but that... the year I went there was at Indianapolis. Um, it's an archery trade association. Um, so I went there, ran a booth with them, met a bunch of other people. And then I, that's when I got affiliated with Athens Archery. Um, that was a bow I used to shoot. I'm not with them anymore. I moved on. But um, yeah, so was, I, I've dealt with a lot, a lot of companies throughout the years. I still do. Um, I kind of tapered off of the whole uh, tournament shooting, I don't do that as much now, um, just because of kids and wife. And back to that story, you know, you only can do so much getting mm-hmm. away from the family without your wife being mad at you. So I kind of just choose hunting. Um, you can't hear Jeff and I nodding our heads right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. No, Very vigorously. I totally disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife's not like that. What are you talking about? No, but um, but I still associate with a couple of different companies that I really think that are cool and um, I, I believe that in their products and that they work and. So yeah, that's my background. That's pretty cool. I never thought about calling people to do that. I wouldn't. I would never. I would never say that. Yeah, I would never say that I'm an expert at anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely not. There's a lot of guys out there way better than me, and I don't. You know, but I just like working with companies, and I like talking with people, and um, um, I believe if I see a product that actually works and I believe in, I I don't have a problem showing it off and telling people about it, you know? So I got to ask, I'm a big bull guy myself. What kind yep. of boy you shoot now? Now I shoot Matthews. That's I went to Matthews. Yeah. So I have, the, I have a Matthews V3X, um, the bow that you gave away, I bought last year. The first one, first Matthews, after leaving Athens Archery, with Athens makes a great bow. It's a small company, and uh, they just make a really high-end product for a cheaper price. You know, they're not a big box name. Um, so I, I shot the new Matthews that came out, the V3, um, and I've absolutely loved it. So I, I bought that. Before that, the VXR. Yep. And then um, last year, the new V3X came out with the um, inline riser and all that other stuff. So I kind of jumped on that one. And mm-hmm. I, I love absolutely, my... I love it. Yep. Absolutely love it. How about sites? That's sites. A big thing so, yeah. Um, one of the companies I'm affiliated with, uh, Spothog. By far one of the best, most durable sites out there. Um, HHA is a great site. Um, I used to shoot them. Very durable as well. There's a lot of guys in the pool that are HHA guys, like TJ Agamite and those guys are big HHA guys. TJ's a really good shot too. TJ is a really good shot. Yeah, I haven't actually seen him personally, but I I know that he is. We shoot the same league together. Yeah, I heard that he's a really good shot. Um, But yeah, HHA is a great site. I don't think it um, is as durable as Spot Hog, but um, that's just personal preference. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had an issue. I've had probably three or four um spot hogs now so the one i got is uh 
the Fast Eddie XL, which that just means that I have a dovetail. And for anybody that doesn't know what a dovetail is, it's uh, where it extends your sight out past your riser farther than your normal sight. So my my sight sticks out six, seven inches. Um, and uh, it has a three pins. So it's a, it's a single pin, which I'm a, I, I absolutely love adjustable pins. But it has three retinas on one single pin. Um, and then I have three fingers where my, um, that come out to show me my yardage gauge. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I really like that. Um, I used it for the last two years now. Um, and it works really well. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same. Well, my site has the two pin. I didn't know they came out with a three. They just cool? came out last year with it. Yeah. I was always thinking the three would be nice. Why so, wouldn't they put the three on there? Yeah. So I got, well, the two was nice too, but yeah. the three is even better. Cause now, now I have it set at 20, 30, 40 or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can just set them however you want um especially for when i go out west or you know mule deer hunting in yep. south dakota like those deer could be anywhere from 30 to 80 yards so you got to be yep. be able to move quick you know um and i'm just not a for some reason i i can't do the fixed pin anymore i tried to going i tried going back to it and i just couldn't do it so i went yeah it's amazing the stuff you can buy with this archery thing it, it can be really expensive but as it I'm does hear, work so as i'm hearing you guys talk about this here's my next question then mm-hmm I'm, I'm obvious I want to get into archery. I haven't yet. I've, I'll stop saying that. I've said it like a hundred times now. Um, my, I'm comparing this in my head to I'm, I'm a record collector. Like I'm a, a big vinyl dork and there's always some other, there's always a, oh, this new needle is out or, oh, these speakers or it sounds to me like you guys could dump hundreds, if not thousands oh, yeah. of dollars into like little details every Absolutely. year is that yeah, we I haven't mean, gotten into broadheads yet or anything you know everything there's are you so guys, much stuff are you ever satisfied no. with like this works perfectly are you constantly tinkering i'm i'm constantly looking for something that i can improve on yeah um i'm not saying like most of the products like my broadheads or the sites like i'm stuck on that i'm it's gonna be hard to get me to move to a different site um, specifically for hunting. Now, if I got dabbled back into my 3D shooting, tournament shooting, I'd probably shoot a different site mm -hmm. um, just because it, it, something that's more geared towards that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer if it, if it works, don't mess with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I also like trying new things out and seeing how you can work with it. And I know one thing I was dabbling with is your arrow weight and all that stuff for – punching through a bone or something if your arrow so you got to have a heavy arrow so it slows your arrow down but you got more kinetic energy so i was dabbling with that and now i'm back to a fast arrow again and just going with speed yeah so. i think a lot of that i tried that too um i did the whole heavy arrow um didn't really care for it um what do you this, call it, the Dr. Ashby thing, all that stuff, like yep. the hunting out in Africa? Yeah, stuff. yeah, which, I mean, there's this time and a place for that, and I think, yeah. there, you know, there's there's guys that use it and believe in it, and that's great. Um, I'm just not one of them. Mm -hmm. I uh, switched to a I, – I shoot Easton Arrows. That's another company that I'm affiliated with. Um, I think they make an awesome arrow. There are companies out there, uh, Victory, and um, there are, you know, that make a good, yeah. good arrow as well, but – I'm just stuck on Easton. I've been tried and true my whole life, and I've never shot anything else. And uh, I've dabbled with different styles of Eastons. Like uh, I was a big believer in Full Metal Jackets, which is a carbon arrow wrapped in aluminum, um, and so they're really durable. Um, penetration is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, but then this year I switch. I, I still have Full Metal Jackets, but I switch to the Easton Accesses, which is a carbon arrow, five millimeter diameter, um, and I'm my 
kinetic energy went up and because I'm shooting faster and my mm -hmm. tip is a little heavier and front of center and all that. Yep. Know? I switched that. So with that, I, I tried doing the whole FOC thing with my full metal jackets, but the arrow itself, my grains per inch was so heavy that it was really hard to get. I would have to have so much weight up front. And then my whole arrow setup was 520 grains or whatever. And that's just way too heavy for yeah. a whitetail hunting. You know, um, I think the big thing is the broadheads that I shoot is, alone you can it doesn't matter what size your arrow it's going to blow through shoulders so i'm pretty excited my son actually used that this year and he shot through a doe at 25 yards went through one shoulder um and it broke the actual other arm and went right through the the main arm bone and snapped it in half and stuck in the ground on the other side the doe literally didn't know what hit her and she turned around went five yards and fell over yeah it's amazing what they have nowadays yeah thinking back to the 70s what those guys were dealing with yeah i know absolutely yeah so what about uh, what about gun calibers then? What uh, like do you tinker with that at all? You've been shooting the same gun for no. I, I do have a couple different styles of guns, but uh, since I'm not like huge into the whole gun hunting, I had a 30 odd six, a Remington Model 700 um, for a long time, and it just was tried and true. And it, where I, every deer I shot, it fell over, so I'm like, mm -hmm. why I switch it up? But I was just gifted. Uh, my grandfather gave me one of his old rifles that he used, it was a model uh, 700 Remington as well, but it was a 280 caliber. Um, and I have a couple boxes, but they're hard to find. Yeah. But it's just a sweet, awesome gun. Um, so last year I, I went hunting with that. Didn't shoot anything with it yet because I don't see too many deer. But um, And we don't have doe tags up there either. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I don't really dabble in the, the whole shooting. I would like to get into it someday, but I'm not. There's no, like, you don't have any issues with long range versus short range or woods versus field. You're just kind of hunting. Right. What, yeah, because yeah. up there it's mainly timber, and the farthest shot, if you're lucky, if you're hunting a clearing, would be maybe 150, 200 yards um, up by me. So it's, yeah. you're not going to get a lot of far shots. You you need knockdown power, a brush brush bullet, which yeah. is that 30 odd six would, you know, I, I shot the Remington core locks, and they, I could shoot through a two-inch tree and still yeah. knock the deer over, you know. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's hard. It's hard to find that stuff right now at Fleet Farm or wherever you, I shop. Know. you can buy Actually, it online. But it's like thirty out six is a pretty common right round, and you can't find it anywhere. I actually was when I was working out of town this year. I was down in Illinois in spring, and the Walmart there had a bunch of Remington Corlox one eighty grains. That's what I'm looking and they for. Only allowed, they only allowed you to like two boxes a day, so every day I went there and bought boxes. Yeah. Um, so if you need some, I might I could, <laughs> might be able to let you have one or two. Josh Jinker said the same thing. He's got the Quarter log 180 grain. That's what yeah, I need. Mean, it's just so. a really good bullet. Yeah. 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 How about you, Charlie? What are you shooting? I spent the last uh, 15 years or so shooting a, a Benelli R1 uh, 7mm. And it, what's nice that I don't I don't shoot too many rifles, but that Benelli uh, like has this recoil reduction system in it. It it kicks more. It kicks like a 410 maybe. So yeah. like for for a rifle, it's it's hardly anything. But it's great my for kid your kid. Was, was yeah, that? it's great for your kid then. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So my kid now, I, I gave that on to him, and it was my dad. So that's pretty cool that it went from my dad to to him. And I went to this old 7mm mag that was my, my grandfather's. It's a single shot. Oh, geez. And uh, that thing is like strapping a howitzer to your chest. Like that thing <laughs> that's awesome. takes hard. But, it, I mean, talk about takedown power. That uh, <laughs> It does the job. So... 
Uh, that's what I brought with last year. I, I have shot deer with it before in the past, but now that's going to be, I love the idea of a single shot. I'm like, I try to try, you know, the humane go for the kill in one shot. Like I don't, I'm, it's not like the other one's a semi-automatic. I can unload if I wanted to, but like right. you yeah. try to get the kill in one shot, pride yourself on not making the animal suffer. Right. So, right. um, yeah, I love the single shot idea. It makes you focus harder on that one. And mm-hmm. I always have one in the pocket just in case, but yeah, I would um, do. But last year, yeah, I didn't take a single shot because my kid was with, and it was it was so much more fun to see him knock down a buck last it, year. Than, it is, yeah, that was a cool, so, that was a nice buck. It's got. a hard feeling to explain it for is. anybody that hasn't experienced yet. Like it's it's really cool I know. to to see him who was so cocky when we would go, <laughs> you know, he's I'm like you're shooting a paper, buddy. Trust me, you know, we'd sit out at 100 yards and he's putting four or five shots right, you know, within a two-inch pattern. I'm like, all right, you're, we don't get any shots from from my stand at more than 80 yards. That's what we, mm-hmm. the, the furthest distance you can, it's so thick back there. So, like, if you hit it in the right spot, it's going to drop. Like, you're, you're ready, but I'm telling you right now, your breathing's going to be different. You're, like, everything's going to feel different when you see that buck. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm hit, everything is within two inches. I'll, like, I'll, I'll hit that thing and kill it easy. I swear when that buck started walking up the hill, I can hear him just like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> like buddy, to slow down. Like I'm, I'm just whispering to him, like calm down. Yeah, <laughs> and yep. take a breath. And that's what we all hunt for, right there, is that feeling. That feeling, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then he did shoot like the first shot. I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen before, but the first shot, the deer just stood there. I'm like, well, he absolutely hit it. I can see it bleeding. He hit this yeah. thing. The deer didn't move, and he's just looking at me like, what, what? Like, just calm down, hang on a second. And the deer took a couple steps. I was like, put your gun back up just in case. And no sooner did he put his gun up, the thing fell over. And I don't know. It had, no, never know it, what, it had no idea what hit him. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, you don't know how they're going to react. So I've had them do backflips before. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. this deer just stood there. And he was looking at me like, I did everything right. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, that's, that's awesome. definitely happened to me before. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so he after he's like, "You're right, Dad." It's like I know I was right. I've been there. I, so cool. I'm 46 years old, and I get excited as hell when I see a buck. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine him. Oh yeah. That. Yeah, I just don't want to spoil my kid too much, you know, make it too easy. For well, him. by the looks of it, a lot of our, <laughs> a lot of us guys are spoiling. Look at our buck pool. Yeah, All the know. kids. Yeah, this year. Well, the Everards don't count. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't count. They that, go every year. Yeah, Jason that kid's can, buck was nicer than any buck I've ever shot. Oh, you should see his bucks last year. I mean, it's just. I give Jason shit about that all the time. Yeah. But I'm like. I had a great spot back there. J- Justin back as well. I'm going to give yeah. him a shout out here. He's showing me like, oh, my kid passed on yeah, this. Yeah, passed I'm on like, this giant nine Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. So last thing we got down here, guys, we had a raffle prize this week. Uh, Jeff, you want to go into this or you want me to? Yeah. No, uh, this week's raffle prize, uh, we did the randomizer again. The What do we call it? The wheel of fun. <laughs> And it ended up being on the $50 Fleet Farm gift card and a Hilti mug and a keychain and a flashlight from Hilti products. And that's Bonnie Horan is our main contact there. She was gracious enough to donate that this year. So Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Bonnie. Cool. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Bonnie. Um, moving forward to this so you can see. Um, and the lucky winner, Charlie, was Brad Shadow, sheet metal fabricator slash sandblaster for Local 18. I believe he's working out of the shop right now. He is, yeah. In Wrightstown? Yep. Yeah, congrats, Brad. Congratulations, job, Brad. Brad. You lucky bastard, you. <laughs> yep. I don't think we need to throw insults at our uh, listeners. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. He won and I didn't. Yeah. yeah. All right, you sons of bitches. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> well, that's all we got, Casey. I hope you can come back. It was awesome Absolutely. having you. Yeah, we just have um, to make sure we can line up some times here. To, so we can right. doing that's this. the hardest part with our I know. busy work lives, and all of us are working hard to get work for the company and families and whatnot. Sports are starting with a lot of our kids. I mean, it's really hard to find time to do this. So Yeah. And Thanks hopefully we can, in. yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we can get some more stories and uh, mm -hmm. more guys know. to join in. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've got a couple people in mind, including Frank, if you're still listening. And I could even reach out to a couple of companies too and see if they could come on the podcast. Yeah, and that'd be cool. Call, that maybe call, call in on the podcast and we can talk about products or whatever, you know. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Awesome, you guys. Thanks cool. a lot. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. You like that? That's my hawk sound effect in honor of Frank Ujadowski and the, the hunt that I get to go on soon. You want to hear that one more time? Does that sound like a bird of prey? Probably not. Anyway, that's it for the TG Buckpool podcast this week. Uh, remember to check out tgbuckpool.com for updates. Good luck out there this weekend, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks a lot for checking us out.